So you made up your mind, you're doing a diet, and you do some research and you get a whole bunch of what you think is great diet advice. Then a few weeks go by, you lose some weight, you plateau, and you gain it back. Does that sound familiar? Well, that's not the way that it has to be. In today's video, I'll be discussing the five worst diet mistakes for weight loss and fat loss. These are in no particular order. In fact, I think that the fifth mistake is actually gonna be the biggest of all of them. By avoiding these common mistakes, you increase the chances that your diet plan and your weight loss plan turns out extremely successful. The first mistake is one that we've all heard of before, going from zero to 100 by cutting calories too drastically. This is one of the most common mistakes, preventing people from burning fat and keeping it off. People will all too often go from eating whatever it is that they want to a very, very restrictive diet plan. Now, the problem with that isn't the nonsense that you typically hear about your metabolism shutting down. Reducing calories by as much as 40% to 45% for maintenance will actually make you lose weight very fast. And yes, your metabolism will slow down, but your metabolism will also slow down no matter what diet plan you do, even if you were to do the most perfect and balanced diet plan in the world. In order to prevent starvation, your body will naturally respond to any diet plan by slowing your metabolism down. Even if you reduce your calories by 500 a day, your metabolism will still slow down. And then when you end the diet plan and resume eating normally, as we've seen from the Minnesota starvation study, your metabolism goes right back to normal levels. The problem with very restrictive dieting models is that they're unsustainable for the long run and eventually your body's starvation mechanisms will take over and cause a round of binge eating. The binge eating is what makes you gain the weight back and sometimes even more weight than what you originally lost. It's not a slow metabolism guys, it's binge eating and what's interesting is that some studies identify that your body will continue sending you impulses to binge eat long after a diet plan's over, again due to natural starvation mechanisms. The solution typically is to avoid restrictive diets at all costs, however, the problem is not the restrictive diet. You can lose a lot of weight fast with a more restrictive dieting model and then transition to a more flexible dieting model with no problems at all. Therefore, the solution is to have a long-term diet plan. Even if that long-term diet plan has a couple weeks of being restrictive, it's fine as long as you eventually transition to something that's more suitable and applicable for the rest of your life. Any aggressive fat loss plan should have a limit of around four to six weeks, maybe eight at the most, before you transition. The second worst mistake is when you transition to that more long-term diet plan, you cut out certain food groups. For example, you cut out all carbs or all fats and you believe that you're gonna be able to stick to that for the rest of your life. When you tell yourself not to think of a purple elephant, what's the first thing that you think of? Even though a restrictive diet approach can work very well over a set period of time, again, like four to six weeks, it's not gonna be effective to restrict certain food groups for the rest of your life because it's only gonna make you crave those food groups even more, eventually leading to a full out binge. And when you do binge due to the fact that you know that you're not allowed to eat that certain food group, it makes you eat a lot more of it in one sitting because you know you're gonna go right back to being deprived of that particular restricted food. Also by cutting out certain food groups, especially a macronutrient like fat, your hormones can be affected in a negative way, which can make it very hard to lose weight and to feel normal. The next biggest mistake is falling for the so-called diet foods or the health foods. I was just talking to a client the other day and she was talking about how she snacks on protein bars throughout the day. 
These protein bars were sometimes adding 600 extra completely unnecessary calories per day. Then you also have people drinking protein shakes throughout the day. Whey protein, I don't know if you know this, is very insulinogenic. This is great right after your workout because you want an insulin spike after your workout to shuttle the protein from your bloodstream into your cells. However, having a whey protein shake randomly throughout the day will result in the same spike to your insulin levels, but the protein will most likely be converted to glucose and stored away. Now guys, I'm talking about protein powders and protein bars, which are like the best. What about the other diet foods? Multigrain bread, vitamin water, sugar-free Oreos, fat-free, light, gluten-free. I mean, instead of diet foods, how about you just buy real food? Stick to the outside aisles of the grocery store. That's where you'll find all the whole single ingredient foods. Next, I wanna talk about a very common mistake that makes so many people fail their diet. And it's not a mistake made with the diet, it's a mistake made with measuring your progress. You should not be stepping on the scale every single day. First of all, the scale is only one measurement of your progress. You may be losing a heck of a lot of body fat, but the scale isn't moving at all. I've seen this scenario many times. Also, your weight will fluctuate from day to day. So many people wake up, step on the scale, they get frustrated that they gained a pound or two, and they might've worked their butts off at the gym. It pisses them off, and then it leads them to thoughts about quitting the diet plan, and then 10 minutes later, you're downing a bag of Cheetos. Do not fall for that trap. If you are actively trying to lose pounds off the scale, only take measurements once a week tops. My clients that lose 20 plus pounds in six weeks are only allowed to weigh in with their coach once a week, no more than that. The final and the biggest mistake is not tying your goals to something concrete and real. Seriously guys, if you get one thing from this video, please understand that the solution to you losing weight is not finding the next best diet plan. The problem is that everybody is looking for the perfect plan and there's a, there's a ton of information overload when it comes to nutrition. What's the best? Is it keto, carb cycling, paleo, Atkins, vegetarian, South Beach, Weight Watchers? Which one's the best? Once I find the best one, I'll lose a whole bunch of weight, right? Wrong. Most people fail diet plans because motivation subsides over time. And it's not because you're lazy or there's something wrong with you. It's very natural. Everyone that starts a diet is always super motivated and super excited in the beginning. But after a few weeks go by, when the weight stops coming off as fast and the motivation subsides, it becomes pretty difficult to push away that pizza or the ice cream or in general it becomes difficult to stay on the diet with no concrete destination in mind. The true problem is not finding the perfect plan. The true problem most people face is sticking to the plan consistently even after the motivation subsides, which it will. So one of the best ways to hold you accountable even when the motivation does subside is by putting skin in the game at the very beginning. For example, if you plan on doing a diet for six weeks straight, the best way to ensure that you don't quit halfway through is by putting something on the line. You can buy a pair of jeans two sizes or three sizes smaller than what you can currently fit into and make sure it's a nice expensive pair of jeans because then you won't be able to justify wasting that money just to cheat and have one slice of pizza. If you're not into clothes, you can also just give cash to a friend and ask for them not to return it until you lose X amount of weight. Another route, if you're in good enough shape, is to register for a physique competition or a Tough Mudder in advance. This gives you a concrete goal with a concrete deadline. Seriously guys, this is super, super important. By having something to lose, by having skin in the game, it keeps you honest. Not only honest when you're motivated, but even honest when you're demotivated and nobody's watching you because you have something to lose. 
The way your mind is incentivized when it comes to hitting goals, that aspect is constantly overlooked when it's extremely important for a successful cut. On my website, gravitytransformation.com, we have a free challenge right now where all you have to do to get it free is stick to the plan for six weeks straight. So the big catch is that you have to earn it. It's a real challenge where you have a real reward if you win and you have something to lose if you lose. That's how a challenge should be. And this challenge, it works very well, guys. We've put over 4,000 people through it. Anyway, you can check that out at gravitytransformation.com. And also, don't forget to subscribe. I'll see you guys next time.